Yes Have Some Podcast is brought to you by Carnivorous Creations, your one-stop shop for all of your proton pack building needs. If you're in the market for a proton pack, head to carnivoruscreations.com. That's carnivorous with a K. You're going to find aluminum motherboards, resin parts, fiberglass shells, and a whole lot more. Find them on Facebook at Carnivorous Creations or head straight to carnivoruscreations.com. Remember carnivorous with a K and get started on an authentic screen accurate proton pack. Uh, everything's under control. Situation normal. From the corner penthouse of Spook Central, all the way to Star Killer Base, this is Yes Have Some Podcast. You like? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. You know, they told me you people were conceited douchebags. The only place in the multiverse where you can love the book, hate the movie, but still buy all the toys. I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. I'm not looking for a friend. I'm looking for a Jedi master. A what? Please remember to hold on to your butts and get ready to get stressed. With your hosts, Craig Goldberg, Abigail Gardner, and Jacob Walsh. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 112 of Yes, Have Some Podcast. Abby's losing her patience. And uh, Jake, what, what, are, what are you losing? Jesus Christ, my mind. Your mind. We are so happy to be here with everybody tonight. We've got a lot going on. This is a very busy month for Yes, Have Some Podcast. I feel like... We're so tired. We're so tired. We're so busy. My feet hurt. (laughs) I'm a poor. We're so little. Uh, I feel like the uh, all the grandparents from uh, Willy Wonka just laying in bed all day, ready Dude, to. That's s- what we're doing. Uh, Being filthy liars, talking yeah. about how they can't work and shit uh, until yeah. somebody gets a golden ticket and yeah. then they yeah. pop up and do a yeah. dance. So, oh, I guess I can dance. Now. Yeah, yeah. I never thought that I would get a chance to go and do some shit. Oh, whatever the song is. Um, <laughs> that's it. No, that was it. That was it. That was it. Cheer up, Charlie. <clears throat> what? What? Char- when, when she's singing "Cheer up, Charlie," what if he turned around and was like, "Hey, you know what? I would, <laughs> but I'm having cabbage water for dinner again, yeah. and I'm very <laughs> depressed." Like are fake and I'm, in I'm the only them. one with a job in a fan in a household of ten. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also, what country are we in? Like, yeah. where are we? <laughs> where the fuck? <laughs> because it All looks like Germany, sounds like England. And I but feel there's television <laughs> like America. Yeah, it's it's very uh, very strange. So, uh, by the way, I love. Yes, that. have some episode one twelve, the episode where they just talk shit about Willy Wonka and the yeah. Domino Factor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude. We're talking shit. Like, also, Willy Wonka is the Donald Trump of his time, if you think about it. Right? He's got a lot of money. Yeah, he's uh, terrifying. He's offensive. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyways, welcome to the podcast, everybody. Hi, I'm Craig. I'm here with Abby and Jake, as per usual. We do have a lot going on. We've got Patreon. We've got the Yes Have Some Club with the membership card. We had a ton of signups. We're completely overwhelmed. And on top of all that, we had an awesome interview in our last episode. So we had Violet Violet Ramis Steele on to talk about Ghostbusters' daughter. And um, man, that was a little bit of a... I think I had fun. And she was great, and she was super honest and candid. But like, definitely like 
it's heavier subject matter for us. We haven't done it, too many of those. Done. Every now yeah, and then you right. do though, more like, like serious. You know, we've had like, the uh, like the Dusseldorf, yeah, but, but wasn't it? It was yeah. heavy, but wasn't it also like kind of cathartic? Like it also like felt. It almost felt good. Like it was. Yeah. It was. It was. It was strange because like uh, kind of like what we said in the episode. It's so very weird to to feel like you're connected to a uh, a famous person so much that when they they pass away it it actually affects you emotionally. Yeah. Right, right. Right. And, and, and Harold Ramis was definitely like that for me. And it was like, it was cool, you know, like listening yeah. to his daughter talk and, and kind of share some memories with us. And like, I, I don't know, like it, it was, it was heavier material, but it also, just like in the end, it's like, it, it's I guess it's like, yeah. that's how it is. Yeah. It's like closure. It's like you, that's how it is with most things. You keep it in, it just, it starts to pile up or whatever, but it was, it was nice to talk about. And, uh, I don't know. It was good having her on. Yeah. When something affects you like that, it's rare to have, um, someone who's like related to it firsthand, like have a conversation with you and to be able to read that book, like it, it enlightened and informed like more of who Harold Ramis was as a person for me. And so, yeah, it was, it was really cool. And she's a very cool person and I very yeah. much enjoyed chatting. Yeah. She's great. And I'm sure we'll have her back on it. And, and, and I kind of alluded to it, but I didn't want to like stay on this aspect of it. Like you want to be super respectful of, um, of, of her and her time and what her and her family have been through. Cause it's obviously like for as awful it is as it is for us, you yeah, know, as her fans, fog. it's her father. Yeah. Um, and, she loves Ghostbusters and she loves Caddyshack and she loves, you know, vacation and Groundhog Day, but it's her dad. And those, and the, and that connection is obviously much stronger than exactly. uh, the, like the film connection or whatever. But, mm -hmm. um, we, we didn't because, uh, he got sick in 2010 and he passed away in 2014. You know, we didn't have, we didn't have podcast interviews with, with mm -hmm. Harold Ramis or social media, with Harold Ramis. I would like to think that like he would have been like really fun on Twitter, you know? Yeah, I'm um, sure he would have been, yeah. So, um, Jake, I completely agree with with both of you guys that the uh kind of getting that first hand connection, um, and and even more than just like reading the books one thing, but just have, having the conversation was uh it was really cool and I, I really appreciate uh her coming on and talking about that stuff. So yeah, definitely. if you haven't listened to the super interview, super special episode, super special, a super special episode of mm -hmm. yes, have some podcast episode, uh, one, 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 one. Um, it was good. So, uh, thank you to Violet. Thank you to all of our listeners, uh, new and old. Obviously, if you are just, um, finding yes, have some podcast for the first time or listening to us for the first time. Uh, one thing that really helps us out a lot is getting an iTunes review. So, uh, people listen to podcasts on all sorts of different platforms. We get that. But one of the key factors in visibility in the world of podcasts is still those reviews on iTunes. So we're asking you to take a few please. minutes. Please. Yeah. <laughs> we're begging you from the bottom of our broken hearts. Gimme, gimme. I need Yeah, me. exactly. Uh, go to iTunes, find Yes, Have Some Podcasts, and follow those steps to leave a review. Let us know what you think of the show. Those five-star reviews very much help us. We know every podcast asks for it. We know it can be a little bit annoying, but here's the thing. It helps we'll us a lot. We'll stop asking when you we'll, do it. Yeah, yeah, if you just do it, we'll stop asking. Um, it only takes a, literally like 
maybe one minute to go to iTunes, find Yes Have Some, and leave a review. Leave you know you leave your star review, write some comments, and it that kind of stuff helps us a lot. Uh, and we very much appreciate it. And we appreciate everybody for uh, yeah. checking us out. Yes, have some. I gave five stars to my optometrist today in an email, so you can do it. Oh, good job. Oh, cool. Thank well, you. Well, so what about stylist. your optometrist experience? Leg- I want you to know tell what you- I said? I said, very friendly staff. That was my comment. Just like us. Yeah. That's like the same We're as very us. very friendly staff. What, what else was the same? What, what, what else? That's the, that, that was the only thing I said because, <laughs> you know, the comment box was very small and I didn't feel like typing a paragraph. Yeah. But I gave them five stars. No, there you go. So, there you go. Um, do they have a podcast? I hope at Lens so. Crafters? I hope that Dr. Boxer has a podcast. Yeah. What would his podcast be called? Like Eye on the World or something like that? It's, it's Pod- like, this is gonna hurt. Wait, just a what bit. what are they called? Their uh what's what's their technical term? Optometrist? Podtometrist. Oh, so it's like pod podtometrist. Podtometrist. Oh. Proctologist. Podtology. All right. Oh. And those five star reviews are coming down to three, coming down to two stars. Thank you. Um, (laughs) Find us on social media as well Instagram and Twitter at YHS Podcast. And of course, the official Facebook group, Yes, Have Some Group Therapy. There is some shit going on in group therapy, man. People are. uh, group therapy. It's called group therapy. They're supposed to be. It's some a shit microcosm going on. for yeah. the political state in America right now. Like people are coming in there with their hot takes about Avengers and Star Trek and Star Wars and and everything in between. And um, it's a lot of fun. So thank you guys for participating. If you're not a member of group therapy, all you got to do is go to Facebook and I think I'll let Abby take this one. <laughs> I'm not even stressed. You're gonna go to Facebook. You're gonna search Yes Have Some Podcast Group Therapy. And you're going to request to join the group. You're going to click the thing to request. Why does this happen to be on I, 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 I think you could have stopped at request to join the group. I think that was it. You just have to keep going. That was it. Guys, I quit. <laughs> Abby just quit. <laughs> and here's our new, uh, okay, we're bringing in our brand new co-host, Gabby. Phoebe. Gabby Fardner. G- Gabby Fardner. Gabby. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I do. Guys, I'm, I'm getting fired. I don't even quit. I'm so sorry. I'm Gabby gonna... Farnsworth. That's it. All right. You guys ready? Five stars. Let's do it. Yes. It's Please. time. Please. For the vintage, yeah. traditional. Yes, have some. <laughs> that is not our song. <laughs> fuck budget. Here we go. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Mother, mother, fuck. Mother, mother, fuck, fuck. I don't give a fuck. We'll do it live! Fuck it! Alright, you guys ready to fuck budget? Yes. We'll do it. All right. For those of you who are not familiar with the fuck budget, it is the fun segment we do around here. I guess have some podcast where we have five topics in the world of movies, 80s movies, modern movies, movie news, franchise films, Ghostbusters, Star Wars, Jurassic Park, toys, things like that. We take five topics and we have Abby and Jake allocate their fucks. How many fucks do they give about each one of these breaking news stories? And they only have 10 fucks to give. They have 10 fucks in the fuck bank. They got to allocate them wisely. Are you guys ready to spend your fucks? Yes. I am. Yeah, I'm ready. All right, cool. Thank you, Papa Craig. Hey. It's a good one. Um, it's a good week. We got to figure out a way to get you guys a couple extra fucks. This is tough this week. 
These are topics that I, I, I purposefully, when I created this, I said, this is not going to be easy. This, I had a hard time. This is going to be the kind of one where they spend their fucks, and next thing you know, they're back at customer service returning that merchandise. <laughs> I'm like, this one didn't fit. Let's do it, guys. All right, let's do it. Here we go. Topic number one. I'm killing time. I'm finding my list. <laughs> hey, that's fine. Uh, have... Have you, uh, you, you're looking for your list. I'm going to say something. Yeah. Have you guys ever seen the movie, The Frighteners? No. Michael J. Fox? Yeah. Peter Jackson. Peter I Jackson? have someone who's told me to watch that a lot. I feel like I haven't, but maybe I have. Okay. Well, Jake Busey came out. He's in it, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. He came out saying that there is legitimately a five hour version of this movie somewhere. Whoa. Peter Jackson filmed five fucking hours. I'm and he, so surprised. And they <laughs> said it's like, yeah, but this movie, this movie is kind of like, it's kind of Ghostbusters. It's like about a guy who sees ghosts and, right. and he's like, you know, he's Dude. got friends who are go- like, it's, it's kind of a silly plot, but he said that, uh, um, the first, the first draft or whatever was like seven or eight hours and they filmed a ton of shit, like whole plot lines with actors that just completely got cut out. And he's like there, he's like, he has it somewhere. It was all filmed. It was all shot. What if Christopher Lloyd was in it originally? God, that would be, that would have been amazing. Fuck. Um, what is, oh yeah. The original, it was called, um, the Frighteners, uh, return of the King. Oh, uh, Peter Jackson, you son of a bitch. Uh, actually, a lot of people don't know it's Peter Jackson's King Kong. There's a three and a half hour version. It was in theaters. It's called Peter Jackson's it's called King, King Kong. Kong. Yeah. All right, guys, let's do this. Tough uh-huh. for the fuck budget. Number one, James Gunn news. As of today, there's still no official decision on whether James Gunn is coming back to direct Guardians of the Galaxy. But the recent report says Disney's probably keeping the script. James Gunn turned in a third or a first draft of the script. They're more than likely keeping it. He's also getting offers from other studios, including Warner Brothers, which is leading to rumors of a DC-directed James Gunn movie. Abigail Gardner, when it comes to James Gunn's Guardians of the Galaxy 3 script possibly being used without him as the director, how many fucks do you give? I give this four fucks, and I would give it more, but there are other things I care about. I am so conflicted about this. I feel like a child whose parents are in the midst of like a really messy divorce. And like, I just, I feel like the fact that they're still possibly going to go ahead and use the uh, script that James Gunn wrote is like, okay, so maybe they're just separating. Like it won't be as bad. Like there's still going to be some like him, his presence felt in some way. Um, But dude, like I am so stressed about this because it's like, if he does a DC film, I would be, halfway interested because as I was thinking about this it's almost like when he took Guardians of the Galaxy that property was something that people were unfamiliar with and it was like well there's like a fucking tree and a raccoon in this like how is this going to be something good and he took it and made it good it would be neat to see him go behind and do something um for DC in that way and like energize and bring new light to to something and make it good like but God, I want him to stay on Guardians of the Galaxy and I want him to direct Volume 3 and I want them to use his script. So does Dave Bautista. I fucking love Dave Bautista. I don't I don't think I have a like I would legitimately sit out of this film and possibly boycott like all Marvel movies. That's how I felt when I first heard the news. So like if I could give this more fucks I would, but I'm only giving it four because of what, you know, else we're going to talk about, but this is like a fucked up 
weird situation and I'm, I'm very stressed about it. Um, Jake. Hmm. I, I only gave this one fuck and I, and I don't know if I only gave it one fuck because I'm just fucking annoyed with the entire thing because it sounds like complete bullshit. Like, isn't it almost worse to fire him, but keep his script? Like, what's the fucking point of firing him? Like, why, why is, why is he such a bad person? We have to fire him. It's such weird. Is Disney so good? What about entire... Song of the South and like all their other bullshit from like? That's what I was looking up. That's what this made me think of because it's like, oh, dude, yeah, who's yeah. blameless? Like, who hasn't done something in their past or whatever? It just, it's all. It's just insane. annoying. It's just like that's such an annoying thing to do. It's like if you're gonna fire him, then then fucking do something new. Like start over because. Even though they're keeping his script, it's going to feel weird. He's not the director. Like if you it's just not going to feel the same. Like he he has his own little things that, you know, every director is different and it's not like you write a script with the intent of directing it yourself and then just pass it off to somebody else to try to direct and so copy your directing style. It's not it's going to feel weird. It's going to feel weird. It's going to like there's it's going to be it it might not be bad, but it's going to there's going to be something off about it. Yeah. And also. Fuck Disney for like pulling this. It's such a weird move. And like Mm. I read that like so like Feige has nothing to do with it. It's it's above Marvel's head. Marvel Mm. isn't the one like Marvel didn't make this decision. Right. They have no fucking say. They are owned by Disney. This is a Disney thing. So it's just like there it sticks them in such a weird place because like not only not only like do you have Guardians, but also like I'm pretty sure James Gunn had a hand in writing the Guardians parts for Avengers. So like there's another Avengers movie like it just feels weird and it's like affecting other stuff. Yeah, it's, it's fucked stupid. up. Yeah. And it's just stupid. I recommend everybody. There was two articles that were uh, interesting. One was on Collider, and the original one was on the Hollywood Reporter. Um, there's a couple things that just stood out that are just it, the whole like like Jake and Abby just said it. The whole thing feels fucking weird. So here's the things that stood out to me. One, whether or not he directs it, more than likely they're estimating James Gunn is making making seven to ten million dollars yeah so, no yeah. matter what because no matter just, what has a contract yeah, but yeah yeah so that's one thing that's very interesting Two, the dc thing which <sighs> I, I do like how warner brothers is like oh he said what he did he, he can do what to what kid fuck we'll take him man because fuck we need to do something around here get these people motivated number three um the fact that it says that there's a chance he might get fired from Guardians, but offered another Marvel property it's makes so no weird. sense. No, what happened? This is exactly what happened. Disney fired him as like a knee jerk reaction. They didn't. I don't think they fully. They didn't think it through. They didn't. They didn't think it through. They didn't. They didn't research what was happening. All they saw was like, oh, there, there's public outrage over something. Yeah. That James Gunn did. We fire him now to get to get out of it. They fired him. And now they're like, well, we can't like look like a bunch of idiots and go back on that. We can't rehire. It's like a pride thing. They don't want to go back and we're Disney. We don't make mistakes like that. The whole thing's fucked because it's such a weird fucking thing. Here's here's my here's and I might have made this point. I want to make it again. 
the people that found these tweets in James Gunn's past and made this big deal, they are not doing it for the reasons that they're portraying. They don't give a fuck about kids or sexual abuse victims or victims of pedophilia. They are fucking conspiracy. This isn't even like conservative versus liberal, Republican versus Democrat. This is like far right nutcases, like people like Alex Jones who make a career out of being fucking mad at the world and just, just garbage. These are garbage human beings who don't fucking, they're not doing, they didn't do this for the right reasons. Like I want to say, and I've said it before, if you are ever getting on social media, I don't care who you are and you are calling for somebody to lose their job. That is a celebrity. Like, what the fuck are you doing with your life? Go do something productive, please. Unless it's Ryan Johnson. Just kidding. Yes, unless it's Ryan Johnson. <laughs> fuck that guy. He ruined it. <laughs> All right, go for it, Jake. I think uh, uh, everyone involved in Guardians of the Galaxy should quit. And then they should take whatever money some other studio would offer them, because they would, and go make... Protectors of the universe. Yeah, like some yeah. Amish change the, How change funny the name. Like an R-rated. The same fucking movie. Make the same yes. movie with uh, Shimo- with Shakira. <laughs> yes, dude. Yes, and then dude. Abby, talk about the Dave Batista thing real quick because that's an interesting part of all this too. Well, I mean, I I haven't read. I, well, I read, his. He basically said that he wouldn't do it. Like he's well, he, well, he has no interest. He. They're contractually obligated, but he wants out. He's like, if James Gunn's not he directing said he this, would, yeah. He, well, he said he said if they don't use the script, he said if they don't use the script, he would he would ask to be released from his contract. He also called Which out Chris. Doesn't Pratt. mean they would. Yeah, he did. He called out the others. From and he was to pray like, about it. I would right, think right, they would okay. do the same. You know what I mean? Yeah. Real quick. So when they hear this news and Chris Pratt has Chris to, Pratt didn't need to pray about it. He had to consult with somebody. I imagine. Well, well, what is that? Pray, what, what does that mean? As a religious person, what do you, what are you praying? Dear Lord, my friend James Gunn made a bunch of pedophilia jokes. What do I do? <laughs> like that? That's it's just, the equivalent of like sleeping on it. I'm going to sleep on it. Yeah. It's okay. like giving me a little bit of time to like react to it's it just or whatever. Like, like God, it's so frustrating. I hope the whole like, thing's dumb. Yeah. I hope, I hope by the time this episode's out, uh, it'll all be settled and James Gunn will be back and, and the people who uh, got him fired, uh, their houses get hit by the tornado from Twister. Yeah. I hope so that's what happens. It's still out there. It's still out there. It's still out there, Joe. You've never seen Blame. it. Miss this house and miss that house and then wait 30 years and come hey back guys. for your house. Yeah. Hey, guys. How is it possible we... We bring everything back around to Twister, no matter how Because it's the most important like movie of all is. time. Um, it binds us all together. It's the it's, it's the, the top. finger of God. <laughs> That's what Chris Pratt needed to do. So I don't know. Or should we move it on? We're moving on. Number two. You guys ever heard of Star Trek: The Next Generation? Yes. Okay. Heard of it? Yeah. Um, so there is this. Um, Okay, I mean, I'm not a huge Star Trek fan, but basically there was the second Star Trek, and then Professor X was in it, and then it, it's not around anymore, but mm-hmm. fucking Patrick Stewart is back, motherfuckers. Picard is back. They're doing 
a new Star Trek series. It is going to be on the CBS All Access streaming service. It is a follow-up, not a reboot, not a retooling, not a sequel, but the continuing story of Jean-Luc Picard from Star Trek Mm -hmm. The Next Generation. Jake, when it comes to Patrick Stewart reprising that famous role, how many fucks do you give? Um... Now, this I gave four fucks to. Because this guy's gonna spend his fucks. He gonna spend Because, fucks. like, so there, there is a lot of Star Trek out there, and it, similar to Star Wars, it kind of, and, and similar to anything where there's just that much content, it kind of is all over the place in terms of tone and, like, quality and, and just all of that. And um, the next generation... Is such a good show. It it is amazing. Like I have consistently, my in my life, just like gone back and watched that show, and every time it's just so good. And it's and it and, and everybody in it is good. And and it's more than just Patrick Stewart that makes it good. But Patrick Stewart is amazing. Like he is uh, his captain is it's great, and uh, it just feels amazing. Like for that to to, to have more of that, and and for that to come back and to know that after so long we're going to get more and like Patrick Stewart is just uh, he, taking him out of Star Trek. He's great. And like everything he does, especially like recently, the last few things he's done, he's been amazing and everything. And just to, to see him come back to something like Star Trek, it, it just, it feels so good. And I'm watching Logan tonight. Dude, fuck. I am I was about super to say excited Logan. about it. God damn it. Yeah. Abby. Dude, I mean, I see your four fucks, Jake. I wish I could give four fucks. I give it two fucks. Um, and I like The Next Generation. I've watched it most of the way through. It's, like, extremely entertaining. I think that it's, I mean, while it's a little bit campy, which I like, it also has, like, really good, um, like, storytelling. And the characters are extremely progressive. And the setting and everything about it is, like, very forward-thinking. And um, I, it's it's a little bit silly and, like, over the top. But, like... Jean-Luc Picard is, like, the anchor of, like, seriousness and, like, you you kind of, like, sit up straight, you know, when he walks on screen and it's it's going to be really fucking cool to see his story continued. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm giving it two fucks. And I want to go rewatch The Next Generation again now. A couple you know, follow-up maybe? questions. So, there, there's a couple there's a couple Next Generation movies mm-hmm. um, that were made up until, I think, like, O2 was the last one. They're not so great. They're, they're not... They're, they're like there's some entertainment there, um, but I don't know what what are those movies like. They might end up on a first bonus contact episode. or Genesis or whatever. Whatever. Yeah, there's a there's a there's yeah. a few and 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 there's a few that are like they're fine, right. but they're not they're not great. They're, they're not, not like great. they they feel very like unworthy to the rest of the series when you when you watch and you're like oh how how did how is this what we have ended up with mm-hmm. you know I think mm-hmm. anytime a, so. Star Trek as a series, they're they're always so self-contained and, and so much of the story has to do with the characters and their dynamics with each other and their interactions on the bridge and in the Enterprise and exploring the galaxy. And anytime you're thrown into that world where it's like a battle and, and it's like big budget, it, it almost kind of cheapens the experience. Yeah, because that's I, not, hope this, I hope this has more like holodeck and like weird like 1920s flashbacks. And, well, what do you guys think? What other characters do you, would you guys want to see pop up in this? Because you know there's going to be some cameos. Wesley, Crusher, Beverly. Uh, I, I think it, I think it's a uh, yeah. Wesley Crusher would be amazing. Like mm-hmm. I, I think Shut it's up, not Wesley. out of. I think any of them could come back. Q, 
Fuck uh, yeah. Easily Wait. Worf could come back. I he think has like stories about Q. Yeah. We can't type them now. Bonus <laughs> episode content. I think it opens the door to bring back any members from the next generation. And yeah. I believe they they probably all could slash would do it. Is there a chance that this is at all tied to the possible Tarantino Star Trek movie? You think is that still a thing? I don't think that's still like he's deep in like filming a movie right now. Yeah, but that that, he's in the middle of filming uh, that Sharon Tate, Charles Manson movie. But the last I heard, they were actively developing two Star Trek movies. One was going to be. The, the next one in the series with Chris Pine and Simon Pegg and those guys, and the other one was going to be the Tarantino okay. one. But we'll see. We'll see. Either way... Either way, Margaret Robbie looks amazing in that Sharon Tate movie. I'm so excited yeah, for that movie. But that's another story that's for another day. Thing. You guys ready for the next? Mm-hmm. All right. Let's do it. You guys ever heard of NECA? One yeah, of my favorite toy okay. companies. Yeah, I've heard Why of Why am I starting all these with... This is so... I'm going to stop it. Hey, have you guys ever heard of a movie called <laughs> Star Wars? It's about a bunch of space wizards on their ship and news. I want you to do it like Tom Cruise would do it, though, with, like, whatever lack right. of knowledge that yeah. you have. He's like, wait a minute. So they die, and they come back as ghosts, and they impart wisdom on the people who they were already imparting wisdom and when wow. you heard that audience... That's and very... Okay. Yeah. It's a comedy. It's a drama. Okay, NECA. Announced they are putting out a 12-inch Godzilla action figure. Now, NECA has had the Godzilla license. They usually, they've, from what I've seen, they put out like all the different versions of Godzilla in like an 8 or 9-inch uh, scale. Uh, I saw the Shin Godzilla at Target the other day. Beautiful action figure. They're doing really good stuff over there at NECA. But they announced a 12-inch Godzilla figure specifically from King Kong vs. Godzilla, which as a child was my favorite because I loved King Kong. I think it's the only one I actually owned. When it comes to the 12-inch neck of Godzilla, Jake, how many fucks do you give? Okay, first of all, I gave this three fucks, but uh, I think maybe some people are getting confused about the fact that it's 12 inches. It's 12 inches long. Okay. It's six inches tall, which is in line with the rest of their figures. Okay, They're so all, this all is the- not like a... Okay, I see, I see. Okay. So no, this is part this of their not, regular series. This is part of the regular Godzilla series. They're all... 12 inch it's from head to tail they're all 12 inches long oh yeah you got to measure from there's six <laughs> but there's the six base. inches high so measure i know that base. that can be a little that can be a little confusing but uh i gave it three because neca neca has they've always done pretty good they've always you know what scratch what i just said neca has always been consistently amazing with yeah, all of their they fingers know across it. the board they know they're cool. there's a few there's been a few like uh, a few of their Godzilla figures that might look like a tiny bit off, you know, but also I feel like that might be a little harder to to get right when there's so many weird, small differences between uh, suits. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's something you give, you know, it's fine, whatever. But um, the suit from King Kong versus Godzilla, it, it's one of my favorites. He looks very he just looks fun and kind of goofy in that movie. And um, the. It's it's just cool to see that they're gonna do that suit and this sculpt of that suit, it looks pretty dead on. Like it looks very it looks like one of their best sculpts so far out of all the Godzilla stuff. So I gave it three. Yeah. Three fucks. Abby? Well, 
I agree that it looks fantastic, but I'm only giving it zero fucks because <laughs> you're only I'm giving, only it, giving zero? it zero fucks. <laughs> I'm giving it zero fucks because I haven't. I don't have the same level of interest in Godzilla as Jake. Um, it's very cool looking, but this week I had to give my fucks to different things. Um, Jake, right. you're still there? Oh, you're still there. Okay, keep going. Yeah, I'm here. I didn't know. I thought you maybe dropped it. Okay, keep going. Yeah. No, I th- I remember seeing the movie when I was younger, but it's not something that I've like rewatched. Um, so maybe after seeing it again, I you know have more fucks to give. It's very cool looking. Neva knows they're cool. Yeah, like, it's a great company, yeah. man. Yeah, I don't yeah. have to give them compliments. Um, what I love fine. about these figures too is like the price point. It's only like 22, 23 bucks. Yeah. And like you're getting uh, a quality action figure with really good displayability. Um, Jake, when it comes to Godzilla versus King Kong or King Kong versus Godzilla, whatever it was called, is it urban legend that there was two different Endings yeah, that's to not that true. movie? That's not true. There's not to do. There's not okay. to do. It, it's just confusing version? because <laughs> it's confu- it's confusing the people because it ends with like the two of them landing in the water. Okay. And they, they like fall off a cliff, they land in the water, and you see King Kong emerge from the water and just walk away. Okay. And 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 then you see some like some bubbles leading in the opposite direction. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's how it ends. It ends with kind of like neither one of them winning, but it, it turned into one of those things where people were like, oh, well, King Kong rises out of the water at the end. So he wins. And then there was like, yeah, well, there's another ending where Godzilla rises up, but that's completely false. And then they, they just like say her mom's had the they, same name. They fall into the water and they're like, all right, we're done. Here comes an <laughs> off topic, not related. Uh, the 1994 Royal Rumble. So you guys know the the rules of the Royal Rumble in the WWF, WWE. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You get thrown over the top rope, your feet hit, bam, you're out. So yeah. that one ended with like Bret Hart and Lex Luger both went over. the. They were the last two and they both went over. And the thing was, is like their feet hit at the same time. So therefore they couldn't figure out like who the winner was. Ooh. But yeah. they fucking botched it. And I can't remember who, but one of them actually clearly hit first. And then we all had to act. Like <laughs> and we all had to act. <laughs> Like, or they hit the same time. No like, replay because no, they, they know that it's yeah. Oh yeah, they up. they like didn't show the they angle at all. Fil- they should have filmed it. That's amazing. Time. God, that's, that's great. Amazing. So really, it's just like that. Not that I'm comparing Bret Hart and Lex Luger to Godzilla and King Kong, because although Bret Hart is <laughs> one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, we're not going to pretend that Lex Luger is a, a kaiju. <laughs> you know, he, he had his moments. <laughs> He's okay. Um, but no, that movie's cool. Also, what's I'm trying to think. And the, they're they're about to do another Kong versus Godzilla. Um, mm-hmm. Is the Kong in Skull Island is a lot bigger? Or is he just is it just assumed that he's the same size as got the the new Godzilla? No, he's n- he's not. Um, they, I mean, you can like they have his size somewhere. Like you can look it up. They tell you like how big he is. And, okay. And now the the Kong from. The new Skull Island is definitely way bigger than like any of the original right. King Kongs because he was only about twenty feet tall. But they they make a they make quite they make a few references to him still being young in Skull Island, and that okay. movie takes oh. place you know sixties or whatever in the sixties. So you you got to think you got like you know some years of growth. They're just you're just assuming that he's going to be grown probably to. Close. It, it, at this point, he's probably half Godzilla size. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I hope uh, they have a when, line in the script like a "Whoa, that's a grown ass Kong." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, 
when when you when you when you're getting into like the the old Japanese Godzilla versus King Kong, they just did not care. They just didn't care, and they made King Kong Godzilla size. I was yeah, I mean, they were just like it, that was their own version. There was a there was a a movie called King Kong Escapes that came out in Japan, and mm-hmm. uh, it's like the story of King Kong, but they made their King Kong, you know, fucking hundreds of feet tall. So. Yeah. Well, that's better. Yeah. It's definitely better with Peter Jackson's King Size Kong. Size does matter. Peter Jackson's King Kong was like basically like just a pretty big gorilla. <laughs> well, that's what, I mean, that's basically what I think King Kong was originally supposed to be. He's supposed right. to be just a big gorilla, you know? Peter Jackson's King Kong was like five hours long. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, I like that. I think that movie's pretty good, though. That movie's good. It's pretty, it's kind of a... Uh, uh, I like watching around Christmas time. There's a lot of snow in that movie. Is there? There's some um, snow. There is towards the end. There is once they once they're back in New York. The last the last two hours of the movie probably have a lot of snow. Yeah, the last ten hours. Uh, also, the King Kong uh, Broadway show starts in a couple weeks, and that's getting some buzz. Oh, oh really? I want to see that. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> get your tickets, folks. Yeah. You guys get ready for the next? Up. Speaking of uh, CBS All Access, <laughs> Jordan Peele is producing the reboot of The Twilight Zone, and they're about to start uh, filming. They've got a 10-episode outline uh, that they've done, and it's going to be on the streaming service. Twilight Zone is coming back. And Abby, my question for you is, would you buy that for a dollar? I'd buy that for a dollar, and for three fucks, I would be invested in this particular category. Okay, talk about it. Dude, I love The Twilight Zone. I grew up watching um, marathons of The Twilight Zone like every 4th of July. It was like just scary enough for me and I was also allowed to watch it because, you know, it was made back in the whatever 50s and early 60s. So it was, a you know, approved of by my parents. And I just, it it was something that I, I used to watch and be terrified of later on and it used to scare the shit out of me. Um, and I really also like Jordan Peele a lot. I really like, um, obviously loved Get Out. I think I said it was one of my three favorite movies of last year. So I'm like... This is amazing. This is very exciting. Um, I think it's going to be good. I think that, you know, watching Black Mirror on Netflix, that show is like kind of has the same vibe as The Twilight Zone. So I think there's like a, a space for it. And I think that Jordan Peele is the guy to do it. So I'm I'm extremely excited about this. And I give it three fucks because I care. Jake? You know, I gave it... Um all of my remaining fucks, which is two, but I now like now looking back, I would maybe switch some stuff up a little bit and maybe I would have given it three because I I feel pretty much the exact same way Abby does. I think the twilight zone is just one of the most fun series that that's ever been on TV. It's like the, the show, the movie, it's just such a cool, like, I, I'm pretty sure we've talked multiple times about how fun like anthologies are and it's that kind of thing. And you can have different directors and they can be sci-fi or they can be kind of silly or they can be scary. There's always room for like monsters and just weird shit to be happening and time, like just anything. And it's all fun stuff. Like almost there's so many episodes of you know, there was the original Twilight Zone, and then they rebooted it, like, in the 90s, uh, and the band Korn did the theme song. I, why do I know that? But Because um, you're full of fun facts. Korn is but sweet. Anyway, but anyway, like, almost any episode of Twilight Zone you could put on and, like, have a good time watching it. They're all fun. Um, not when you watch it with Abby Gardner, because <laughs> if she doesn't know the twist, 
She's either announcing it beforehand or she's guessing it, and she's always wrong. <laughs> like, well, what? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I think I know what's gonna happen. Yeah, we're, we're watching it. I'm like, oh, I've never seen this one. We're like two minutes in. She's like, they're in a dollhouse. They're in a dollhouse. <laughs> God damn it! It's an alien spaceship. Abby's like, well, it's not a spoiler Dolph's if I don't really know it. I'm like, well, if you can guess it, there, there's yeah. so many. Like, you know, when you, when you, um, God, when you, when you watch shows like The Twilight Zone. There are so many episodes. First of all, a lot of episodes were written uh, by this guy, Richard Matheson, who he's the guy who wrote like the uh, uh, Nightmare at um, is it 30,000 feet. You know, the one mm-hmm. with like the, the famous episode. With yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Like he wrote that. He wrote There's the box episode, of the which, which turned into a movie. And he wrote I am like he he wrote a lot of horror short stories and, and a few were were made for Twilight Zone episodes. And when you watch Twilight Zone and you watch an episode and you're like, whoa, like, why isn't, why isn't this a movie? Like, mm-hmm. there's so many old episodes that could easily be turned into. Oh, he also wrote, um, he wrote Duel, which was the, the Steven Spielberg's right. first. He did, he wrote Duel, yep. Okay, right on. Yeah. But that, that's another thing that, the, like, there's all, a lot of the scripts are so good. Like, there's just, they're very fun stories. And I, and I feel like a, f- a lot of Yeah. And they're, like, poignant and sometimes, like, political or social commentary, which I yeah. feel like Jordan Peele will fucking knock out of the park. Dude, I bet that is a fun writer's room where they're just fuck tossing yeah. around ideas. But it's woke as fuck. Oh, they're so woke in there. Wait, what if it's, like, every episode's like, that was good, but I think they just did get out again. Like, <laughs> it's just that's fine with me. Literally. Um, yeah, I, I do think he's the guy to do it. I think um, I, he's directing another movie that's coming out. I, I think he, the, he and Peele are both extremely talented. Um, yeah. I, I think Jordan Peele we're going to be looking back at as one of the kind of like standout uh, content creators of uh, of this generation because the fact is he's doing cool shit. It's not like he's just going to like, I'm sure he could be directing a fucking Marvel movie right now, but he's like, no, I'm going to reboot the fucking Twilight Zone. I hope he directs Gremlins 3. I just thought of that. Well, you know they want to do Gremlins 2. I know, because they have that sequel pitch (laughs) sketch, which is great. Yeah. Um, Well, cool. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be keeping our, that's going to be one that we'll, um, we'll uh, be taking on talking a lot about once it really, oh, people were asking, by the way, we are going to talk about Castle Rock, um, but, not all of us are caught up to where. How many are out so far? Is there three or five out? Um, or four? Well, three, four. I think today the fifth episode came okay. out. Okay, so maybe so was, next yeah. time we talk, we'll I'm be not caught up it. either. Yeah, yeah. maybe yeah, what we can up. do is once we all get to the halfway point of five, we'll, we'll do like a season breakdown so far, um, yeah. something like that. Because I know people have been asking. We talk a lot about. Uh, uh, Steve McQueen around here, or whatever his name is. And, uh, Steve McQueen. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, it, it's the first couple episodes were awesome, so yeah. I'm looking forward to that. All right, that was a little sidebar. You guys ready for number five in this budget? Yes. Yep. All right, this is an interesting one to me. To Craig. In an effort to gain a larger and possibly younger audience, the Academy of Motion Picture, is that what they're called? The Oscars. Uh, they announced today a new category that will be for popular movie so think about it this way every year a bunch of like more artsy underground independent type films get nominated for oscars and everybody's like what about the dark knight what about star wars what about the matrix yeah i thought matrix was good so, oh that's my guy my guy's oh, back yeah, i'm glad he's back yeah. i mean 
Hey, man, here's what I'm thinking. Listen, if I'm watching, okay, if you have a category called Best Picture and Keanu Reeves ain't involved, I ain't watching. That's all I'm saying. Okay, so they're going to introduce this new category. There's already a huge backlash. People are like, listen, we know you want more viewers. We know you want to appeal to a younger audience, but what the fuck? This is not like the VMAs or the MTV Movie Awards. Like, have some goddamn it's like dignity. They think they're smarter than us, just putting this mm. category out. Like, Anyways, here, let them have let them have their cake. Uh, who's first, Abby or Jake? I can't even remember. Do you want to go at the same time, or Abby? How many? Actually, fuck? no, I do. I give one fuck to this. All right, there you go. Because, I mean, I don't well, know. that's all the time we have in our maybe season. Star Wars will win a, a fucking Oscar. <laughs> maybe. That, I don't know. But I get, what does that mean? All right, before I go on my rant, Jake, okay. how many fucks do you give? Um, I gave it zero. I knew, yeah. Okay. I didn't have any luck. All right, so nobody gives a... Nobody... Okay. From a budgetary, conscious place, nobody gives a fuck. Now let's have a discussion. To me... I have, I have stuff to say about this. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, okay, okay. Jake? Yeah. What, what so, talk to me, buddy. Now, I gave it, I did give it zero fucks. One, because the rest of my fucks were spoken for. I would have given it zero anyway, because here's, here's the thing. The Oscars, they don't matter. They don't matter. They're bullshit. They're all, like, the fucking... They have always been like, first of all, movies are you can you can watch a movie and be like, hey, you know, what? that was technically made well. That was a good movie. But overall, we can watch something like we can watch fucking Ghostbusters and it can generally be liked and, and the general public can be like, hey, that's a good movie. Mm-hmm. But also people love garbage like there are people who love movies you think are the worst movie ever. And there are people who think Ghostbusters sucks. You know what I mean? Like, movies are, it, it's just, it's a taste thing. So it's weird yeah. to, it, it's, it, it's kind it's subjective. And also, on top of the fact that, like, it's weird to be giving out awards in that way, uh, historically, the Oscars are just full of shit. They are. And like, if you go back, I, it, it, I, I was, I was kind of excited to see this pop up on the fuck budget because I've read a few articles in the past and I went and dug them up when I saw this, uh, where they talk about, uh, they, they take a few, a few years of the Oscars and they're like, okay, this is the movie that won the best picture. And then here are the three or two movies that were up against it. And, uh, there are some of these articles give you like specific uh, examples and they're like this movie that won most of you probably have no idea what this movie, have never heard of it mm-hmm. but here's a movie that here's a movie that didn't win Pulp Fiction or Shawshank Redemption you know what I mean like they're like how are these movies that are losing are now these like historical fucking movies that everybody knows is the best movie ever, but they lost to fucking movies you've never heard of. And also there's like, there there's, there's many uh, instances of the Oscars. Like maybe somebody got snubbed one year and there's instances of when that person was up again, basically being given the award for maybe something that wasn't as good as something else that was up that year, but they were given that, like, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of like, okay, well, this person's already winning for this. So let's give this award to this other person, even if it's not the best choice. 
And that on premise is like you don't agree with any of the decision making anyway. Yeah. And it's not that like I don't feel like they're never. I don't feel like. uh, I mean, definitely like you know, last year uh, Shape of Water won a lot of awards, and I was I was very happy about that because it's fucking Shape of Water. It's a monster movie. It's like. Uh, that movie was amazing and it's Guillermo del Toro who like you feel like deserves that kind of recognition. He's never had it. So I, I'm not saying like I feel like everything they do is wrong, but I feel like it's not these awards aren't given out in a fair way. I think sometimes they're pretty like loosey goosey with what they're doing and maybe they aren't giving these awards out really based on uh you know, it has more to do with like being objective about like popularity or some bullshit. Exactly. And also like on top of all of that, which I feel like is enough to be like, fuck the Oscars. Also the Oscars has become nothing but a, like a platform for every fucking person that gets on stage to just give you their entire political fucking like, agenda you know what i mean and like that's not why why is that what it's like that's what the oscars are that's what it's been for the last however many years it's just like a a show and a platform for for other people to get up there and give fucking speeches that nobody fucking cares about that have nothing to do with movies yeah and i'm done with that shit dude here here's my best example of the oscars being bullshit the 48th academy awards you know, where Jaws was nominated for Best Picture, won a couple awards, whatever, yeah. did not win Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Steven Spielberg was not nominated for Best Director. Fuck that shit. Yeah. And exactly. it's just like stuff like, like, yeah, he had good competition that year. Like he was up against fucking, I don't know, Stanley Kubrick and, and, and other people that were like known directors at the time. But like uh, from a political standpoint, yeah, the speeches are political, but the politics and the behind the scenes shit that goes on to get these movies nominated and voted for is fucking gross. And it has been for a long time. And I know you guys don't really watch a lot of sports, but like in baseball, usually the team that ends up like going to the playoffs and winning the world series is not the best team from the year. It's usually the team that gets really hot and has a lot of momentum. Like, the last month of the year and or the last month of the season. And that's very similar to what happens in the Oscars where you'll have a movie that like when like moonlight or, or, or some of these movies or like last year with like lady bird, like movies that fly under the radar. And then like, for whatever reason, they like start quote unquote picking up steam, like the last two weeks before voting. And then you see all these weird movies getting nominated and winning but having said all that, do we like need this new thing? category? Do we need a most popular movie? No. Like, because what is it? No, if they're trying to, it sounds like the MTV Movie Award Award. Like, they're trying to either. Like, is it, get... like Abby said earlier, a uh, fucking Viewer's Choice Award? Yeah. yeah. You know, there was also, this is also their, their way of like, you know, there was a lot of backlash when Shape of Water won. And a lot of like, I remember there was a lot of stuff where they were like, well, Shape of Water is a, it's a horror movie. It's a, it's like, the Oscars feel like they're too good for genre movies, you know? So, and that, and that's, that's exactly what this is. It's like, you know, yeah. So maybe, maybe like the dark Knight is a superhero film and that's what it's in. But also if you like look past the fact that it's a superhero film, it's also like very technically 
sound in every way. It's like well acted. It was well written. It was like well constructed. Like it doesn't matter that it's a superhero film, but the thing with the Oscar and it's the same way, like they don't want to put like get out and, and like they, they, they let get out and shape of water, uh, have nominations and yet shape of water won, but there was like backlash from the Academy and they like, didn't really like that. And, and they don't, it don't, it makes you feel like they don't think those kind of movies are real movies and don't deserve the kind of recognition that an Oscar comes with. It's bullshit. And, and that's also, what, yeah. and that's what this, that's what this category, this category is a cop out. So next year they, they can put whatever the new get out or shape of water is. They can put it in this little category right. and they can put yeah. the fucking artsy movies in. Yeah. yeah. It's like a to me, it sounds like they're like, guys, we have to give Black Panther something. What are we going to do? And it's like, yeah, let's make, up, let's make up a new category that will be awarded on the pre-show. So we don't have to spend the, any time, the, you know, hey, you know what? Talking about I want to lobby mm-hmm. for this. Can we call it the yes, have some Oscar? Because it's for a, probably for a movie that we fucking like, yeah. or like that we've at least talked about. Yeah. Like I'm not a like it's I'm kind of twofold. Like a, I completely agree with you, Jake, that it is a fucking cop out, and that usually like seven out of the ten movies that are nominated for best picture, I have no interest in ever fucking watching. Mm-hmm. Um, right. and very rarely does the one I like, like Shape of Water, actually win anything. But yeah, so this is what it's going to be. It's going to be like the, the the nominees next year for this award are going to be fucking The Last Jedi and Black Panther and probably like some or, or, or you know, Ready Player One or just like like let's give Steven Spielberg an Oscar. Like it's just going to feel dumb just and weird. Appeasing. Yeah. 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 Like, it cheapens the whole thing. Why can't they and also the people the who like those, like the people who like black Panther or Avengers, like they don't, they're like us. They don't really give a fuck about the Oscars. Like if yeah. shape of water wouldn't have won, that's not going to really change like how I feel about that movie. I don't go around telling people like I'm a fan of, Oscar award winning Shape of Water you know where the girl and the fish do things like although I think yeah. I'm going to start doing that I'm going to start introducing myself like that <laughs> you ever seen a girl do things with a fish well I have and let me tell you what it is a sight to see I want you to do that as the other guy that's my other new character <laughs> okay. guy the well, guy guy who is just shocked about what he just saw in Shape of Water well it opens up with a bare naked woman I'm talking buttocks and everything she is pleasuring herself in a bathtub I did not know a mute could do such a thing <laughs> Wow. And I haven't even talked about the part where the fish man shows up and she has herself a plate of fish sticks for dinner. And I did not say fish sticks, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, boy. That reminds me of that South Park Five stars. Five stars. I got five stars. Uh, Yeah. Hey, that fucking category is full of shit, man. Fuck that. Yeah, dude. Fuck that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Well, that was the fuck. That was fun. I felt... Jake... Yeah. I did. I, I knew you'd probably feel strongly about the Oscar thing, but I didn't. But that was a good. I didn't know how strongly. Yeah, that was good. I want to have an anti-Oscar party. It's like weird. The it's, it's weird, man. The Oscars. It's just so weird because like it. award shows. Shows it, it's like they should be fun to watch, and the Oscars is. Why do we? Like, why don't we live? Why don't next year we have an anti-Oscar party like Abby just said? But we'll we'll live stream us watching the Oscars, just making being, fun of it, and we'll give awards to the movies that we liked. Yes, we'll give awards to older movies. Like like Scream yeah. will get an award every yes. hey, every year. Jaws wins best yeah. picture. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Why can't like they should have an Oscars like like a like a, a Legends Night where a Give bunch of old movies award. compete. Yeah. 
Like, oh, it's, that's a good idea. It, like, you have like best picture. It's like Jaws, The Shining, fucking Empire right Strikes Back. I don't know. Yeah. Three other movies. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I yes included Empire Strikes Back. Okay. Yes, have some Legends Oscars awards. Put we'll that, call them the Yes Havesies. The Yes. You could win a Yes Havesie award. I like that. <laughs> well, yes. we'll work on it. We'll see if we can top it. That's we'll a working done. title. Cool. Well, listen, <laughs> folks. This was fun. Thanks for joining us. Uh, like I alluded to earlier in the episode, we've got a lot of stuff going on. So our release schedule, we're going to get you all the episodes this month. And all of our Patreon folks are going to get all their bonus episodes. But our release schedule might be a little weird. So we normally release our episodes on Thursdays, sometimes Friday. You might see one pop up on a Monday or a Saturday. We're going to figure it out because we've got vacations. We've got Dragon Con. We've got tattoo conventions. And... Yep. We've got a lot of fucking member cards to send yeah, out. Yeah, I've got some mail stuff to do. We got to send some mail. To finish. I have to get a drill bit. Got to get a drill bit. We have to watch Drill Bit Taylor with Owen Wilson. Yes. We have to do it all. <laughs> we're not doing that last part. We're not part. doing that last part. No. Um, but we're very excited. Uh, August into September and into October is usually the three busiest months for us because we've got usually like. Besides DragonCon, other conventions, other trips, and all sorts of stuff. But we're going to get it all to you. We really appreciate everybody uh, checking uh, checking out Yes Half Sum. And like we said earlier, if you can leave those five-star reviews, we'd really appreciate it. Find us on social media at YHS Podcast on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Yes Have Some Cast, and of course our official website, YesHaveSomeCast.com. Mm-hmm. Please check out the Violet Ramus Steel interview. Let us know what you thought of that. We want to do we're, – we're like – We've had more guests this year. We're getting more guests on and we're working on some other cool ones, but we're not going to announce anything yet because well, we're just not going to. Yeah. Um, but once we confirm guests, we will. We, yeah. you will be the first to know. Actually, yeah. if you're on Patreon, you'll probably be the first to know. Yeah. Um, right. And I've mentioned it a couple of times. If you want to look into any of our member tiers, we've as low as $1 a month on Patreon, you can support us, have some. Help us keep the lights on, as they say. Helps us uh, pay for hosting, website costs, audio equipment, things like that. Mm-hmm. We absolutely love what we do. We love doing a fuck budget for you guys every week. And we love talking shit about movies and toys because without movies and toys, I don't think I could live. Yeah. Like if they just got rid of movies and toys, what, what would I do? What's what jogging? would we do? Yeah. Like yeah. what would I do? Finish reading the stand. Oh, yeah. I would not start reading the stand. <laughs> I'd start reading the stand. <laughs> and then I'd be like, oh, have you guys seen and the made for two? really oh. mad that you couldn't <laughs> go back and watch the movie. Yeah, fuck. Gary Sinise is in that movie. He is, yeah. Yeah. So uh, there's my fun fact yeah, of the day. It. Well, for Abigail Gardner and Jacob Walsh, my name is Craig Goldberg. This has been the Yes Have Some Podcast, episode 112. Thank you for that. That's going to cool. be the new thing. And uh, we'll see everybody next time. Be there or be square. It's, it's hip to be square. It is. I'm actually really sad about uh, Huey Lewis. He can't perform anymore. He's gone oh deaf. God. Did you guys hear about that? No, I did not. He's lost. Is that true? It's true. They were like, basically, he's lost 95% of his hearing and he just can't perform anymore. It's really sad. Wow. Um, but uh, I love Huey Lewis in the news. Maybe we'll end tonight's Maybe episode. Maybe drugs. <laughs> Sorry. Well, Ray Parker Jr. just knocked. He's got a new pop. Ray Parker's like, well, maybe next time. Oh, wait. No. Ray Parker Jr. stole Huey Lewis's yeah, song. Ray, yeah. Yeah. Either way. Either he's way. Still knocking. Either he's way. Still, he's still the, there in the scenario. Well, I mean, I guess not now, but wouldn't it be fun if we could like secretly get the two of them on the show at the same time and not tell them? Yeah. Yes. We've tried that with other people. Didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs>
Remember the time we accidentally got uh, Paul Feig and Dan Harshman on the show at the same time? Yeah, yeah that was fun. That was early on in the in the history of Yes Absent. It was yeah. fun. It was fun. Uh, we we um, it was a meeting of the minds. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, folks. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much. Have a good night. Later. Bye, Bye guys. Bye.